0: Oh, what's the last count 38 million people out of work you're welcome to the 24 7 prayer warrior podcast brought to you by 24 7 prayer your place for personal and spiritual breakthrough on today's episode you're gonna hear from two guys who know what it's like to be out of work who also know what it's like to deal with all kinds of addictions and struggles and yet discovered how to reach up to the power on high and become a prayer warrior. That's right, they got their breakthrough. If you find yourself in that situation, you're gonna wanna hear from these guys today. They're gonna encourage you and show you how you can make it too. Roughly four or five years ago, I met our next two guests, Greg Bennett and Mike Martin at a men's group. It was a very critical time in my life where my job was on the line, but I was still working. And I was going through a divorce. And in that men's group, also, Greg had been out of work for many months. And Mike was dealing with a battle with addiction. And they were coming to the men's group. However, I knew how to be a prayer warrior. I knew how to pray through. Even though I was going through very difficult times, I had learned over the years how to break through and get in touch with the divine and press in for the breakthrough. And I met these gentlemen and encouraged them in this men's group of uh, anywhere between 25 and 50, depending upon the night, and uh, encouraged them how to be prayer warriors. And these two guys began to blossom. And they became prayer warriors, and they got their breakthroughs. And today, they are a blessing to a lot of other people on how to do the same. So we're looking forward to having these two guys to interview how to become a prayer warrior for yourself when you are out of work, when you are dealing with addictions, when you're on your own, you're isolated, and you don't know what to do. Guess what? You're in for a treat. These guys learned how to break through. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today on the 24-7 Prayer Warrior Podcast. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you today. Uh, do us a favor, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, and how you go, got through and got where you are today. Greg, let's start with you.
1: So uh, a little bit about myself. Um, I am a strategic sales and marketing manager that specializes in tactical implementation and crucial accountability. And, um, I specialized in the energy sector and I got to know Kendall, uh, and Mike through an awesome, uh, church in San Jose, uh, gateway city church. And, um, really Kendall, you were my inspiration. I think you and, um, um, a few other, the strategic people, probably pastor David about, uh, praying and really being in the presence of the, of the Lord. So. Um, I first of all want to thank you for your example, because you were strategic and for me to continue during some very difficult seasons uh, in my life. And as a result, I've seen such a a tremendous blessing uh, personally through that.
0: And also Mike, uh, welcome and share a little bit about yourself.
2: Yes. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate that. Yeah. I'm a financial advisor and uh, as uh, Greg um, and Kendall indicated, I met these guys at uh, Gateway City, uh, City Church in San Jose, and um, it's just been a blessing. So looking forward to what God's going to do on the call.
0: Yeah, let's just go ahead, get right to it now, and let's open the floor a little bit, and let's discuss the topic at hand today. A lot of people find themselves out of work and uh, alone themselves with their own thoughts and what they're dealing with right now. And how do they deal with that? And you guys had gone through it, and you got to the other side. You figured out how to reach up and get that divine power. So I would like you guys to share your experience, a little bit of your story on how you went through it, how you got to the other side. Greg, why don't you start?
1: Sure. Yeah, I was... unemployed for around 14 months, Um, very, very difficult. Um, You know, one of the things that I think that was the toughest during the unemployment um, was the fact that you have nothing to distract your thoughts. So the great thing about having a job is, um, hey, your mind is busy, it's active, it's focused on getting things done. And then when you have to sit and have nothing uh, to occupy your mind or your time, all the fears, all the doubt, all the anger, all the disbelief, the depression, all start bubbling up to the surface. And I think, um, that is what makes it very, very difficult. And you're wrestling with all these thoughts about how am I going to survive? What am I going to do? I'm going to be homeless. You know, your, your mind immediately goes to the worst possible, you know, circumstances. And I think, um, also during that time, it's extremely it's it was extremely difficult for me in the sense of it, and I know it's probably for a lot of people, is here you're supposed to be coming to an interview, exuding confidence. And um, you know, you, you feel like you've been kicked to the curb and um, you keep on getting rejected after interview after interview, and you know, how do you how, how do you deal with that? So, uh, it was a very, very difficult and painful process of, um, you know, where was my hope? I mean, I had to have, I had to have some really deep conversations of where was I putting my hope? Was I putting my hope in in my job? Was it in what I do and what I have and what other people think of me? And yeah, I was, I mean, that was the problem. And that's why when that's taken away, you know, your, your foundation is really rocked. Um, And so I really had to spend um, a lot of time with, with God and have some very honest conversations about, you know, I was very upset. This wasn't fair. This wasn't right. You know, why is this happening to me? You know, I'm, I'm, (laughs) you know, I'm doing everything supposedly that I'm supposed to be doing as a Christian. And, you know, this, this happens. So, um, and it was a very, humbling humiliating process for me because I I was a very successful um, sales and marketing uh, doing very well and I realized that I hadn't interviewed in 20 something years and so my interview skills (laughs) were, were very much lacking and so I had to sign myself up for a lot of courses read a lot of books I actually relied on my sister a lot to rehearse on interviewing questions and so it was a complete reconstruction of 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 my approach and how to engage people and so it was it was a long and difficult process for me
0: that's powerful greg mike your walk and your life is different from greg's you've got a different story for your of your own your personal story can you share that with us
2: sure yeah you know uh like greg i've uh, in the past have been um out of work um in addition to that um you know, I've been, I've had some dark times in my life where I was in deep despair and uh, at the end of my rope, so to speak, and kind of at the end of self. Um, and I, um, you know, needed to, uh, what I was doing, uh, was not working and I needed to look at, uh, um, a way or ways to, um, uh, to get out of it. And that was, uh, you know, through God, uh, higher power. And, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, you know, spending time uh, in the Word and, and praying and asking uh, for help. And uh, most recently, about 29 months ago, I was, um, you know, binge drinking. I was drinking pretty heavily and uh, was kind of in a stronghold for a good two and a half, three years. And uh, it was finally delivered from that. And I have to give glory to God. It was all about uh, drawing close to God. And um, he delivered me from that. And he's uh, just been uh, my cornerstone, my rock. And uh, I just can't uh, emphasize the importance of um, you know, God.
0: As we've already mentioned, we met in a men's group in San Jose. That men's group was led by Pastor Chris Cobb, who encouraged us to go forward and break through as prayer warriors. And let's talk about that because prayer was central, but it was central in a group setting, that there was a group around us that supported us and lifted us up in prayer. Let's talk about in your lives, guys, how important that support group was for you.
1: Man, I, I can tell you, you know, for me, um prayer was extremely important. I mean, I probably spent two to four hours a day, um, listening to worship music, um, meditating on scripture, um, being a hundred percent brutally honest with God and just talking to him about, you know, what was going on, the fears, the, the stuff like this, um, joining uh, pr- uh, different prayer groups and just crying out to God for, for a breakthrough. And, um, you know, that is really what my, my connection to, to God, to my fellow believers, um, really helped get me through this because, I mean, there were some times of some very deep depression where, you know, I want to get out of bed for half a day. Um, and, you know, having to go in and continually reach out to people, um, submit resumes, reach out to people on LinkedIn, um, it, it, it's very difficult when you've had a idol which is i am what i do or i am what i have or i am what other people think of me and and god out of his mercy exposes that and wants to bring you back to him and then going through that entire process of trying to trust him and believe that he is good and that he does have your have your back um And that's when I would say is a real deepening of my relationship uh, started with him um, and just crying out and being brutally honest and um, just listening, listening to his voice.
2: Yeah, it's um, really important. Um, You know, we are stronger together and it's nice to have uh, people, brothers and sisters that, um, first of all, can mentor you in addition to that a lot of folks that we are around have had um, overcome some issues in their own lives. So you have people um, kind of, uh, that have a common goal that we all have common minds. You know, we, we have something in common and um, it's just a, a, a great way to stay connected. And the prayer is just, as, as Greg said, it's crucial because you, um, as a group, we can press in for certain issues. And if you're in a group and there's condemnation and shame, I would say run from that. You want to be in a group that is um, really loving and it is helpful. And, and it's going to be really Christ-centered. It's going to be God-centered.
1: Yeah, and I, and, and I just want to add on to that: is like, you know, we have the biblical metaphor that Satan is a roaring lion prowling to see who he can take out. If we, if we look... At the natural, if any of us have watched National Geographic, the lion always takes out the thing that's alone. Because alone, we're we're susceptible, we're vulnerable, we're weak. We have to have a group of other and loving. I want to say this uh, to those that are listening. you got to have people that are loving. You don't want a group of people that are just meeting and praying and are condemning and, you know, you don't need that. You want to find people that are Holy spirit, loving God filled and how you know that they, that uh, these people are, are loving is how they treat others. Man's got to know
2: his limitations. Well, for me personally, um, my walk, I really feel, um, one has to be desperate and obsessed to getting out of their situation. And, and for me, that was me personally. And that's all I know. And uh, I, I've been in some really dark places and um, I had one or two ways to go. A- and um, I had a dark place to go and that I had a place to get out of the dark place that I didn't know much about. And um, through, um, you know, praying and connecting with God, um You know, I give him all the glory. And uh, so I I would just say that, um, and again, not to to go back, your support system, your group, uh, being connected is um, just really important because we really need community and we can't do this alone.
0: So we're, we're going to we're gonna switch right now a little bit now. and talk. We talked about prayer personally, how important it is. We've talked about a support group. And now when, when pressure continues, when things go, don't go the way you're, you want them to, there's a lot of folks out there today that uh, say, and just, just yesterday I was talking to somebody who's been out of work. Her business uh, has been suspended through this COVID-19 self-isolation and social distancing. And uh, she shared about trying to get unemployment as an independent contractor and how virtually impossible that is and how difficult this whole ride is. And so the pressure continues to back. And I say, I talked to her about praying and calling on God, she goes, I'm praying, but I'm just waiting for the answer. Don't have it quite yet. So just sometimes we get to that point where we're just waiting for that answer and it's not quite there. And the pressure continues to mount and it, it causes trigger points for unhealthy lifestyles you know i I haven't really shared a lot about this but uh, i I had a long time addiction to pornography i started as a young child and uh, how the trigger points in life in particular would trigger that the pressure the the feeling isolated feeling alone feeling powerless would cause that kind of a trigger point to unhealthy uh things in our lives that at the time may be a a bit of a a, a medic medication patch but spiral you in a direction that is not a place of strength so uh greg so under a, you know these trigger points can bring us to a very dark place and may cause us to to, to spiral into addictions that we can't get out of can you share a, a strategy of uh, how you face the trigger point and a strategy of how you overcame that. Um,
1: I remember um, when I was uh, unemployed, a lot of stress. And, and I enjoy wine. Uh, a lot of uh, friends and I would we would go wine tasting and and go out to the vineyards. And you know, I really liked the experience. I would I would never drink a bottle of wine by my own, but um, I really found myself that during that time, um, that I could feel that if, uh, if I started drinking wine during this time, I could become addicted, you know, uh, and self-medicating myself. So I made a conscious choice not to drink, um, by myself, anything that was alcoholic, because when I was, under such an amount of stress, I knew I'd use this as a coping mechanism. Now, I will tell you that um, during this stressful time over the last three or four years, I've used eating as a coping mechanism. So, um, just due to a lot of stress, um, and and it's been and it's been a comfort. And you know, frankly, um, I'm the most overweight I've ever been. And I acknowledge that and I acknowledge the fact of like, Hey, I'm, I'm stressed, I'm stress eating here. And, um, um, I think it's, I, you know, while it's still unhealthy, um, you know, I'm still at a point where I'm not completely a hundred percent over the stress. So I, I, so I still do, um, overeat and, and I acknowledge that, but I do have a plan. I know this is not going to go on forever. and I am, I am going to be losing my weight and I do exercise. So, Um, um, I use, I've been using that. Another thing that I, that I used, um, as a coping mechanism, and by the way, um, all sin is a coping mechanism because it's not trusting God. It's not coming to our source of life. So every single person on this planet has a coping mechanism. Bottom line, um, is watching, is watching TV, um, because it's a way of escape and, um, I've, I've tried to dramatically limit the amount of time that I, that I watch TV because, um, I want to drown the stuff out. But at the end of the day, you know, you may, you may drown some things out, but it still doesn't restore your soul or your spirit. It just helps you forget in that specific moment, um, but the only the only thing that's going to restore our souls, and our spirit is our communication with the heavenly father and experiencing his love. The third thing I would say is like with CR is is like, hey, it is flat out realizing, hey, I'm not God and I'm admit that i powerless to control my tendency to do the wrong thing. We all are. And um, as through CR, it's just um um, we have to identify these trigger points and call upon God. It's like, Jesus, save me. I, I mean, I've, I've had to go hundreds of times during days, like, Jesus, save me, save me. I need help. Just crying out, God, I need help, I need help, I need help, help me, help me, help me. And um, because um, w- our flesh is too weak. We're not strong. That's the whole point. That's why we need a savior. And I think as we start to realize that we can't do it on our own, Um, it's actually a blessing because anything that we don't have to do on our own um, spiritually, which is bringing in the righteousness of Jesus Christ to overcome the enemy, we're not responsible for the outcome. He's responsible for the outcome. I'm just surrendering my life, and he's got to determine my destiny and my timing. Mike, uh,
0: what were your trigger points?
2: Yeah, you know the the, um, the triggers. A lot of times was was uh, if I had some downtime, or um, was going through some stresses. You know, again, it's it's kind of a coping mechanism. Um, and now, the, what I found: the longer that I have freedom, um, the stronger I get. And um, you know, and I also you know use a lot of common sense. I try to stay away from the people in the situations, the substances, the areas that, um, you know, where I was um, involved in those, you know, in that behavior, um, you know, that also is, is just being smart about it. But as Greg mentioned, you know, I think the most important thing is staying connected to God and having that support system. That is um, very, it's critical because um, you know, there's gonna be times where you know, your mind goes one place to the other, and, and you're gonna start thinking about things. But it's gonna be um, how you uh, take those thoughts. You know whether you take them captive or, or you live them out. And the the more that you stay connected with God, um, and, and and give Him your petitions, uh, and you be strengthened. Take you know uh, protect me, etc the more you're going to have victory. And that's why he came uh, to give us victory. Yeah, I was just thinking about James 4.8. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And as Greg mentioned, um, you know, some people struggle with, uh, you know, how do I know God loves me? Well, God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to uh, give you the ability to have a relationship with his father, with father God, and uh, also save you from a very bad place. Uh, and I think that just says it all right there. And um, and it really is about drawing close to God and, and staying um, focused on God and not your problems and, uh, and know that. And I don't want to minimize, um, you know, people's problems right now. Absolutely don't want to do that. But what I want to say is God is bigger than your problems and we go through seasons in life and uh we all do and and this uh is a season
0: you know you just mentioned the foundational scripture to 24 7 prayer warrior podcast and 24 7 prayer com. james 4 8 draw near to god and he will draw near to you that's fantastic
2: learn it know it live it
0: Guys, as we begin to wrap up and get to the portion of prayer, we go to battle together in the spirit. Is there anything else that God's laid on your heart to share?
1: Hope. Um, and and what I mean by that is I, I have listened to probably a hundred times Tim Keller's message. It's born into hope. And basically, um, If any of you know who Viktor Frankl was, he was a Jewish psychologist who um, survived two death camps, Auschwitz and one others. And he did a study and he said, he said the basic human personality does does, uh, three things. He says, one, they become brutal because they're fighting for the scarcity of resources. So they said even the nicest people become absolutely brutal to get what they want. He goes, two, he goes uh people just give up they just you know it is what it is they just languish and you know um deteriorate he said the third group um basically um they they have a false hope that they hope that one day that all the wealth health family position society uh whatever they lost will somehow be restored However, many of them, after um, they get out of this, go into a very deep depression because they realize that all the suffering they've gone through can never uh, be replaced by the good that comes. And he said, the fourth group is a very small group of people. And he goes, those are the ones realizing that um, they have a hope that death cannot destroy. and And that's... If we are followers and believers of Jesus Christ, we have the hope that God will work out all things, all things together for our good, for those that are called according to his purpose. The fact that we have good things that will never be taken away from us. We're justified by faith. There's no condemnation we're absolutely loved and adored by the heavenly father of the universe who constantly thinks about us all all the time and the third thing is the best is yet to come we're going to be spending an eternity with him in heaven every every uh all the love all the validation all the approval that we've been trying to suck out from others and from our jobs and from our positions our wealth in society It's going to come uh, fully on us in perfectly by the heavenly father. And we are going to be the most joyful, happy people there absolutely are. So I think as we take a look at these situations and, and when we are feeling a certain way, we have to understand that we're thinking, we're thinking that certain things are going to give us hope. And if we're feeling disappointed or angry or fearful or whatever, It's just an invitation by God showing us, hey, he wants to draw us into his living hope that death cannot destroy.
2: I would just say, uh, as you know, we're in a season, as I mentioned, um, it will pass. And for me personally, um, I've been just activated in the supernatural interceding for people, the sick, our frontline folks. I mean, I've just been really pressing in. So, um, it's, it's not about me and it's about God. And so I would say that that's where I'm at right now, but I would say, um, wherever you're at in the situation right now, that, um, uh, God cares about you. He loves you. He loves you so much. He sent a son for you. And I would just, um, implore you that if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and savior, um, in revelation, it says, I stand at the door and knock and, um, he wants, if you open the door, he'll come in. And uh, my prayer is that folks that are listening, um, if you haven't invited Jesus in your heart, that you open that door and let him in.
0: We have three prayer warriors here. Let's go to war right now. Let's go to prayer.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to speak out the Romans 1513. Uh, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, that you may overflow with the power of the Holy Spirit with all joy. And so, Father, um, God, we as men uh, admit that we are powerless. God, it is only through your spirit. And Father, we are inviting your Holy Spirit, Lord, please come. God, please fill our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. God, give us the desire to want you more than anything else. God, we want you, Lord. We love you, God. Uh, And we thank you, Lord, that you are so good. Lord, help us to see the daily blessings that you just load us up with, Lord, because there are so many, God. So, so, so many. And God, we just, we ask that this message will speak, will be an encouragement to those that it needs to be spoken to, and God, that it will get to the people that it needs to get to. God, I thank you for my brothers, Lord. They are such amazing men. God, I'm so glad, uh, Lord, that they are a part of my life. And Lord, they are amazing, uh, godly uh, men that you have raised up, Lord, and that you will bless them and keep them, Lord, and fill them with your spirit.
2: In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wanted to share uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 and pray into that. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future and, uh, you know, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Uh, very foundational. So Father God, I just lift up all the folks that, are listening and pray that uh, they know that you have plans for them and not to harm them to prosper them give them a hope and a future
0: scriptures teach us the importance of agreement of two at least two and three coming together and standing together so together we stand on behalf of this nation as brothers, those that are dealing with difficulties, those that are dealing with uh, not having a job, we pray for your divine uh, impartation and provision that comes out even from nowhere. That you, God, would show yourself strong in this new way, in the new time, God, that you may be Im- impact this world in an unprecedented fashion. And we gather together, and I pray blessing over these brothers and prosperity, God, that they may bless, be a blessing, and be a a beacon to those that are in dark places. Use them for your glory, and as you already have, in the name of Jesus, amen. I'm sure you get a lot out of that. Those guys have been where you might find yourself right now, without a job, with dealing with your own struggles and not sure how to get through. And they became prayer warriors in the midst of it. You can too. I want to encourage you to like and share this podcast. Like and share. Look at the Facebook page, 247prayerwarrior.com, and there's also the internet page. 24-7-PrayerWarrior.com, your place for personal and spiritual breakthrough. We'll have these guys on the podcast again because they'll encourage you. We band together as prayer warriors and press through, and so can you. It's not over. It's not over. You take up the mantle. You reach up because the divine power is waiting for you to get serious and become a prayer warrior.